the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He's timid, shy, and afraid of the Midianites, but he's called a man of valor nonetheless, and he is serving up as a type of Christ. That is what we're exploring today on Way of Grace as we close the week out on our Friday program. Stay with us. He is submissive in severe providence, struggling with the God of his fathers, settled with God's discipline, sent by the decree of God's will, serving as a type of Christ, and signified by the accepted sacrifice. He is Gideon, and he is the man we're exploring today as we continue our look at Judges. Welcome to today's broadcast. We are looking at the mighty man of valor, Gideon, in Judges chapter 6, verses 1 through 21. Join us as we explore this man's life together here on Way of Grace. Here's Pastor Jessica Stand. This is what Gideon is dealing with. So he raises the question, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt, but now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. Is Gideon telling the truth? 100%. All he can say is what he sees. Under point number three, I'm going to walk through seven things quickly and we're going to be done. We'll pick this up next Sunday. I see a young man who is being submissive and severe providences. Do you see that in your outline? I see a young man who's just being uh, submissive in the midst of severe providence. He's doing the best he could. First time we meet Gideon, guess what he's doing? Hiding in a wine vat. Just... Threading, treading corn. He's just doing the best he can. You can't blame him, can you? He knows if he goes out in public, he'll be killed. His family will be killed. He's just trying to survive. Submissive in the midst of providence. You can't blame a man or a woman for that, can you? Sub point B. But he is struggling with the God of his fathers, is he not? Sub point C but he also is settled with God's discipline. Now, this is very important because Gideon has proven that he is not walking in rebellion against God. Look at verse 13 again. Gideon said, oh, my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then does all this befall us? And wherefore are all of his miracles, which our fathers told us, say, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. All he's doing is submitting to reality, is he not? The prophet came and said, this is what's going on. Gideon said, okay, the prophet's telling the truth. So all Gideon is working with what is what Gideon can work with. The angel of the Lord is about to expand and advance the conversation. This is how you and I wait on Christ to reveal the truth of the gospel to us, 
when the law is clear that we are guilty. Because there's no other solution coming to us in the guilt of our crime but from God. Who can solve our problems but God? So here we go. Listen to what it said in verse 14. And the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this your might and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Is that powerful or what? Listen to what the angel said. Gideon, you go. That was a commission for Gideon to get up and begin to move in obedience. Is that not right? Gideon, you go. Do you guys believe that the spirit of God is working in Gideon's heart? So, right, Gideon is struggling with his words, but he's submitting to the Lord, is he not? Gideon, get up and go. Watch this. The Lord is what? With you. Isn't that what Gideon needed to know? I could stop right here. Child of God, help me. Isn't it that sometimes all you want to know? Isn't it? Don't play games today. Help me. Isn't it sometimes that all you want to know, Lord, are you with me? Is it true? Is it true? Is it true? It's the absolute truth. Is it the truth, Mish? It's just the truth. You can do all kind of theological gymnastics. At the end of the day, I can lay my head on my pillow and thank God that he didn't abandon me. The Lord is still with me. Right? All right. So, again, got a few few more minutes to teach you one lesson just in case you don't get it. God can be with you and God does not have to be for you. When he is for us, no one can be against us. Do you believe that? Don't play church. God can be with you in his covenant faithfulness to you, but not be for you if you are walking in rebellion against him. He can allow providence to work in such an adverse way, in such a severe way. Even you can wonder whether or not you are a child of the living God. Do you hear me? Right, you, you, you cannot play games with faith. Faith is the tender commodity, that organic instrument that demands sensitivity and submission to God because God has to strengthen your faith. He has to build your faith up. And when you abuse that faith by negligence and rebellion, don't y'all know, your faith can diminish so much that you can't even find faith in a given situation. And you're fundamentally walking in a level of unbelief to where you're saying, Lord, where are you? This is common for the people of God. Do you hear me? I'm glad there's just a few people honest in the house. Let me work this on through a bit more because I'm I'm not even asserting that Gideon is viscerally fighting in this kind of context. This is an admonition to you and me. It's quite interesting. It's very probable that Gideon was always really curious as to why he still believed in God, even in the midst of all of this difficulty. Are y'all hearing me? Which would have made him available to hear from God when God spoke to him. I'm going to say it again. 
The situation can be so bad, but you still have this curious awareness in the depths of your soul that you still believe God. And it makes you prepared for when God speaks to you. Ah, God has spoken. How precious it is. How precious it is that Gideon has heard from the Lord. How many of us want our children to hear from the Lord? See it? Y'all see it? God can be with you, but not for you. When he is for us, no one can be against us. But should there be enemies against you or us actively and successfully against us, and that can happen, it may very well be sent by the Lord to show you that you have not been for him. Again, look at verse 10. I'm going to teach, take you uh, through a few more verses and we're done. Here's what the Lord said in verse 10. And I say unto you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But you have not obeyed my voice. Do you see it? I told you don't fear them. I told you don't worship them. All of the gods of the heathens are idols. They're dead gods. They can't speak. They can't smell. They can't hear. They can't do good or evil. They can't lift their hands to the heavens and say, I live all by myself. I told you don't fear them, but you would not obey my voice. Listen to how Paul puts it in 2 Timothy because he lays it out. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. I want you to hear it. Then we'll close with a revelation of what's going on here. There's a beautiful revelation going on with Gideon hiding. Listen to what Paul says. You've heard this before, but take this home. Paul says, if we suffer with him, we shall also what? Y'all got that? Nice. So, so God is... He suffered in this world, is he not? People cuss him out every day, use his name in vain, dog him everywhere. Are you, are, you, are you willing to bear the honor of being a child of God and let them cuss you out and dog you right along with your God? Text tells me if we suffer with God, we shall also what? All right, now watch what this says. Now, if we deny him, he won't deny us. Is that what your Bible says? Look at your Bible carefully. If we deny him, he will what? All right. So now you can argue with PJ all you want to, but PJ didn't write that. Paul wrote that. And Paul wrote that under inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And what Paul just stated is, if you think you can walk away from God and God needs you so bad that he's going to run down groveling after you, you got another thing coming. You got another thing coming if you think you can just reject the one true and living God. Saints, will you you hear me? God doesn't need you. Did you hear that? Right, see, this is the false God I fight against in Christianity every day. The false God I fight against is a little bitty peon God made in the image of man, and we keep having to hold him up. God needs us. God wants us. God depends upon us. God's waiting on us to do something. God's hoping that we come through. What kind of God is that? That is not the God of the Bible. Do y'all know that? The God of the Bible is independent, self-sufficient, in need of no one, in need of nothing at any time. 
God all by himself, glorious and always in total control of everything. We need God. God does not need us. Fix your humanism because it is not the gospel. And once you understand this, that if you walk away from God, he might just let you walk right on into hell and you would deserve it. Did y'all hear what I just stated? See, when we talk about being saved by grace, that's what we mean. It means God didn't have to do it. God's not obligated to save any one of us, except in his own prerogative he chose to. Every person in heaven is an object of grace and mercy. Mercy means God did it even though he didn't have to. God doesn't owe you anything, Tracy. He doesn't owe you anything. Ma'am, he doesn't owe you a thing. We all owe the one true and living God. Everything in our life we owe God. And there are a whole bunch of people in hell who walked away from God. Start with Judas Iscariot. He'll tell you, you can walk right on into hell if God doesn't hold you. Now, the text tells us if we deny him, he will also what? Verse 13. If we do not believe, God will remain faithful. You know what that means? God's not going to fail. He's going to accomplish his purpose whether through you, me, or somebody else. Did y'all hear what I just stated? God, listen, God can wipe every one of us out in here and start all over again with our children and our grandchildren. And it would have been according to his predetermined counsel and purpose. God's not waiting on us to do something for him. God then told us what to do. He gave us the resources to do it. And guess what? Some of us will do the will of the living God, will we not? We will do the will of the living God because Gideon is going to prove that to us, is he not? Gideon's going to prove that to us. Subpoint C, or subpoint D, I got three more, just want to put these out. Gideon is sent by the decree of God. God's sending Gideon. Look at verse 14. And the Lord looked upon him. Now, who looked upon him? The angel of the Lord. That's the Lord Jesus. And he looked upon him, he said, go in this thy might. You shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Will he do it? Will it get done? Is God getting ready to show his almighty grace in the life of Gideon? Have not I sent you. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Lord, for not needing us, but using us anyway. Thank you, Lord, that there's no bottom on your grace when we get crazy and stupid and we show our weakness. Thank you, Lord, that you choose people like us and you qualify people like us to do what only you can do through us. Thank you for choosing Gideons, oh God. You ought to be happy about it. You ought to be happy about it because Gideon is getting ready to learn some lessons Subpoints uh, E in your outline, serving 
as a type of Christ. I'm stopping here. So Gideon couldn't believe what in the world he just heard. Do y'all know that? He, he, Lisa, Gideon thought he was dreaming. Now watch this. Here's what Gideon said over verse 15. And he said unto him, oh, my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I'm the least of my father's house. See how everything is stacked against him? Is he not being honest, though? He can't find a thing in him that makes him worthy in his own eyes to deliver Israel. He's looking at the empirical list and saying, no, I do not add up. But just in case, Lord, you're talking to me, can I do something? Are y'all with me? And I'm not going to drag this one out because I'll pick it up next time. Notice how the Lord accommodates our brother. And the Lord said unto him, surely I will be with you and you will smite the Midianites. Now, he said that twice, right? We know Hebrew idioms, right? Is God going to come through? But look at what Gideon does. Here's what he says in verse 17. For you weak believers, he said unto him, now, if I have found grace in your sight, then show me a sign that you are talking with me. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Is God patient with a brother? All right. So in the Hebrew grammar, what this means really is this. Gideon's not doubting that God's talking with him right now. Gideon's not doubting that God's talking with him right now. Gideon wants to make sure the Lord keeps talking to him. Right, like he don't want to go away and then come back and go, where the Lord at? He wants God to continue talking to him. When God starts talking to you, you want him to continue talking to you. Now, y'all know how God is talking to Gideon. Does anybody know? Right. He's talking to Gideon in Christ. That's the only way God can talk to you and you live. He's talking to Gideon in the angel of the Lord. Is Jesus not the word of the living God? Is he not the way, the truth, and the life? Is he not the only means by which we can get to the Father? Must we not hear from the Lord Jesus Christ? And all Gideon is saying is, Lord Jesus, keep talking to me. What a word. Did y'all get that? What a word. Now, here's how he goes. Verse 18 says, Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee and bring forth my present and set it before you. And he said unto him, what? I will tarry till you come again. Somebody ought to be running around the church. Because see, this is the mercy of God. The Lord Jesus did not come to Gideon, not to keep talking with Gideon. Because what he's about to do with Gideon is train Gideon up, qualify Gideon to be a servant, and then deliver Israel through Gideon. He's not calling Gideon to leave Gideon by himself. Do y'all know that? Gideon is about to go deep, deep, deep with God. I'm going with him. Y'all going to go with him? I'm, I'm, going, I'm going deep with you, brother Gideon. Uh, look, uh, look, I used to talk about how weak his faith is. Gideon, get over my faith way weaker than yours. 
And God is able to make all grace about even in the weakest faith. Y'all got that? Gideon, go ahead on and fix a meal. I'll be right here when you get back, brother. That means God wants to talk with him. Isn't that what Jesus said in John 14, 21? If any man hear my word and obey my voice, my daddy and I will come and make our abode with him in his heart where God talks with us continually in the person of Christ. Have you found that to be true? Have you found it to be true, child of God? Notice what it says. And Gideon went and made ready a kid unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour, the flesh. He put it in a basin, a, bas- a basket, and he put forth a broth in a pot and brought it out unto the angel under the oak and presented it. Look at verse 20. And the angel of God said unto him, take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth. Did Gideon do what he said? Gideon did exactly what the angel said, right? Now watch this. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh of the unleavened cakes. And there rose up fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Do you see that? The verse says, and when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, alas, Alas, O Lord God, because I have seen the angel of the Lord, what? Face to face. Now, remember what I told you? If you see the face of God and live, it's the face of Christ. Gideon knows now that God is speaking to him in favor. All right, but don't miss this labor of love. Don't miss this work of faith. Gideon is in the line of brother Abraham. Recall when the three men came to Abraham in Genesis 18. Abraham did the same thing. Y'all wait here. I'm going to fix a meal and present it to you. Is that what he did? And that's because all believers want fellowship with God. All believers want fellowship with God. And the Bible tells us we are to be careful to entertain strangers, knowing that we might be entertaining the messengers of God. And notice what the angel did in accommodating him. He took Gideon's gumbo and he said, put it on the what? Put it on the what? That rock is Christ crucified. That means his sacrifice was only accepted in Jesus. Does that make some sense? He said, pour out the broth. This is a whole drink offering. It's when you pour everything out to God in devotion to him because he gave it to you in the first place. Then the angel of the Lord took the staff and he touched it and fire came up out of the rock and consumed the sacrifice, meaning the sacrifice was accepted by the one true and living God. Let him who answers by fire be the one true and living God. What we see here is a grand picture of the Lord Jesus Christ receiving Gideon and his sacrifice on the grounds of Christ's death burial and resurrection. And now Gideon is about to move in obedience and fellowship with Jesus until the Midianites are delivered. 
If there's a word of application here, if I've got your attention, it would be this. God is always calling you and me back to him in Christ. He's always calling us into fellowship with him only in Christ. When God comes to you and me in Christ, he's calling us to repentance in Christ, faith in Christ, and a walk with him in Christ. Let's keep our eyes on Gideon for the next three messages, because there's a lot to learn. And on that note, we will close out today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. If you have questions about our broadcast, maybe you would like to spend some time with us worshiping the Lord. We would love to see you. You can get all of that information and reach out to us through our website at grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Listen to past sermons as well as guest preachers. Again, at our website, grace-bible.com. We'll even let you have any of the notes, sermon notes, that are available from these sermons as well. Again, there's an awful lot of resource material available at our website, grace-bible.com. If you'd like to reach out to us by phone, our number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. Sunday services here at the church are at 1030. Friday evening Bible study is at 6.30, Tuesday prayer and Bible study again at 6.30, directions and information again at our website grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry as we reach out to the Bay Area and the world (laughs) on the World Wide Web? We do so because we are linking arms with other listeners such as yourself. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your gifts, no matter the size and no matter the volume, are great help as we continue this ministry called Way of Grace. Consider that as you reach out to us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.